On this episode of Kids Bible Breakdown, we're breaking down Leviticus chapter 16 and 17. Remember back in chapter 10 when Aaron's sons weren't doing things according to God's instruction, so God sent a fire and burnt them up? Well, after that occurred, God told Moses to relay some instructions to his brother Aaron about how things should be done. For one thing, Aaron was not allowed to go into the most holy place, which is where the ark was located, whenever he wanted to. He was only allowed to go at specific times and circumstances and only after he had prepared himself. Otherwise, Aaron, or whoever the high priest was after Aaron, would die. The chapter goes on to discuss everything the high priest was to do in order to prepare to enter the most holy place. This included bringing both a sin and burnt offering, bathing, and then putting on the sacred garments we discussed in earlier chapters. The Israelite community was also to supply two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for the burnt offering. Then one of the goats would be a sacrifice to the Lord and the other one would be a scapegoat. The chapter goes on to give details about how Aaron is to perform the sacrifices in order to make atonement for himself and the Israelites. Most of this involved taking the animal's blood and placing it on certain objects and places. As for the scapegoat, Aaron was to lay his hands on the head of the live goat and confess all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the Israelites. I have a feeling Aaron was talking for a long time. When he was done, someone took the goat to a remote part of the wilderness and released it. This was to be done every year on the 10th day of the seventh month. During this special day, no one was to work, not even the non-Israelites that lived among them. It was a Sabbath day because it was the Day of Atonement, the day God set aside for the Israelites to be cleansed of their sins. In chapter 17, God gave Moses more rules for the Israelites. All sacrifices to the Lord were to be brought to the tent of meeting at the tabernacle. They were not to offer any sacrifices away from the tabernacle. People were also not to offer sacrifices to goat idols which were objects of worship back in those days that clearly fall into the category of false gods. If someone offered a sacrifice that was not brought to the tent meeting, those individuals were to be cut off from their people. The people were also not to eat any blood. God said the blood of the creature is its life and that he gave him it to cleanse them from their sin. So if someone was to eat blood, God said he would turn his face against him and cut him off from his people. Now, I don't want God's face to turn away from me, but I also don't want him to turn it against me. That sounds terrifying. Anyone that hunted was to drain the blood from the animal or bird and cover it with dirt. This chapter finishes by saying that anyone who ate something found dead or torn by animals was to wash his clothes and bathe, and he would be considered unclean until evening, which we also heard back in chapter 11. Anyone who did not wash his clothes and bathe was to be held responsible. I don't find Leviticus to be really attention-grabbing. Typically, my thought and prayer when reading this section of the Bible is not, yay, I get to study Leviticus. It's more like, okay, Lord, here we are at Leviticus. Please help me find you in these pages instead of just trying to get through them. And the crazy thing is, there are so many times when reading this chapter that I am amazed by something like little glimpses of God's character. His compassion and love for his people and us is astounding. We have talked before about how the penalty for sin is death and how sin puts a grand canyon between God and his people. But God allowed the Israelites to atone for their sin through the use of animals, 
He did this in two different ways, which was demonstrated with the two goats. The blood of the first goat covered their sins so that God forgave their sin. Through the second goat, the scapegoat, God removed their guilt. Of course, using animals was only a temporary reprieve. God had a much bigger and permanent plan. That, of course, was sending the Lamb of God, His Son, to die on the cross so that His blood covered our sin and removed our guilt once and for all. In chapter 17, God was very clear that they were not to drink or eat the blood of any animal. Many pagan religions back then believed drinking the blood of an animal, its life force, gave you the characteristics of that creature. Like, drinking the blood of a cheetah would give you speed. But God's people were to rely on God, not by trying to steal the characteristics of other creatures. Also, the blood was the symbol of life that was given to clear the debt that sin had created. So preserving that symbolism was important. Later, Jesus shook things up by telling others, this wine is my blood that is shed for you. Drink it. We'll talk more about that later. But if you did take on the characteristics of something by drinking its blood, I would be chugging that drink because I want to grow more and more like our loving and amazing God.